it. It's all for one and it's one for all. Let's go. The time that we all been waiting on The moment all the naysayers been hating on See they been talking down on us and flexing It'll take more than that for you to stop a Houston Texan A lot of teams talking tough and can't back it up But not the boys on Kirby so you can pack it up Reliant Stadium is where you can find us With the whole city of Houston Alright guys, welcome back to another edition of Texans Unfiltered A Houston football podcast for your Houston Texans I am young Ari Gold, and as usual, I'm joined by my co-host and friend, John Wade, the Garnet Texan. And John, I have a surprise for you. Just just sit there quietly. Just sit there quietly. I just want to say this to you. Right now, you're the best in the game. I know. The dude right there said, hey, man, I want to tell you, you're the best receiver in the game. I said, I know. <laughs> The best part of that audio clip is the end when he's sitting around with Bruce Ellington uh, and Bill O'Brien, and and he says that, and they all start laughing, including Bill. It's great. Well, there's really no argument for it. They know. Well, no, and he he knows too. Yeah, no. Uh, John, it was good weekend? Good weekend? Good weekend. Granted, we've got a little bit of craziness going on outside my door. Yeah, so tell me about this rattlesnake. It's like a three-foot rattlesnake. It's a big-ass rattlesnake. And it crawled up under uh, my our neighbor's car, and they've got a little boy like we do. So Robin and one of our other neighbors are sitting there, like, banging on the door, trying to get them to come out, and trying to figure out what to do with the snake. If we're going to call animal control if we're going to kill it. Well, and then my little boy, he decided to bust out of his diaper all over me. So I got to go upstairs and get cleaned up and watch the women try and deal with a rattlesnake. I don't know if I should laugh or uh, feel bad for you, feel bad for the women, feel bad for Jack being exposed in the middle of the street like that. Oh, no. He just, I mean, he just, you know, all of his waste didn't stay in, in, in the diaper. So it got all over me. So I had to go inside and clean up and take him and clean him up. But Fantastic. Did I you know. Build a rattlesnake or no? I think they ended up running it over. Oh, so it's dead. <laughs> it is definitely That's dead. Good. That's good. All I know is I heard like a car go, Arr! and then the girl or the, the women starts screaming. And I was like, well, I think they took care of the rattlesnake. <laughs> Did you keep the uh, Did you keep the rattlesnake uh, tail? No, no one kept it. I I don't. Nobody I think, kept it. I don't know what they're trying to do with it now, but they're probably just trying to throw it away or bury it or who knows. Interesting. Wow. Just, I would have at least tried to keep it a little bit. Really? Yeah, it's a rattlesnake tail. It's cool. It's something for you to tell Jack later on in life. I'm sure there'll be more. This is the night that you shat on me and mom killed a rattlesnake. And here's here's the proof. Here's the proof right here. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, well, John, we're riding a five-game winning streak here in the H-Town. 
So you still want to fire and back Bob? to back games? I'm going to pretend I didn't even hear that, and I'm going to keep it moving. <laughs> um, and both of them have been convincing wins the last two weeks. I know, dude. We actually didn't shit the bed on uh, prime time. That may be the most amazing part. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but last year we had games in primetime where we didn't shit the bed, though. And one? No, not necessarily one, but we didn't shit the bed. I mean, the Kansas City game was definitely a, a exciting game. It was exciting, but it was a... I don't know. It was a, it was a formidable opponent as well. We, we, didn't, emba- we didn't embarrass ourselves, especially after... Oh, I mean, I guess the Bengals game really wasn't even that because we won that one. Right. Granted, we couldn't complete a pass. And then the following week, Deshaun Watson learned how to throw the ball in the NFL, which is still the most remarkable thing. Yeah. Still the absolute most remarkable thing I've ever seen was just the jump from the Bengals game to the New England game. Yeah, no, he he just looks a lot better in general, uh, like right now, though. But that was a huge jump. That was a huge jump. Um, Definitely from like, I think he threw like 12 to 15 passes that game and had like a completion rating of like, I don't know, like 52% or something, but had that amazing huge run, right? And and then he went to the Titans game and just, just lit their ass up real quick. I mean, it was over by halftime. Well, do you know what's... I mean, not necessarily scary, maybe scary for the rest of the league, is Deshaun's just starting to get healthy again. It usually takes 12 to 18 months to fully recover from an ACL. So he, the uh, anniversary is coming up. I believe it's November 2nd. So that'll be 12 months. And they're letting him fly on airplanes again, so there's no bus to Denver. I would have to say the bus ride to Denver would probably be better than the bus ride to Jacksonville if I had to choose. I don't know. I mean, the bus ride to Jacksonville, you're at least on the coast. The bus ride to Denver. Yeah, you got to drive. There's a whole lot of shitty. City. Yeah, but there's a whole lot of nothing heading to Denver. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like with the drive to Colorado is just going to be a prettier drive. Eventually it would green, be. And it's a shorter drive. I don't it's, know, I just I, I, is it really shorter? Yeah, yeah, it's shorter. Oh, okay. I believe from where we're at here, it's 12 hours in Austin. Oh, for real? Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the Dolphins game was great. We we won convincingly. Uh, my nightmare didn't come true. Brock Osweiler did not light us up, which is a blessing. I had he, I had he, nightmares all night the night before. He did Brock Osweiler things. He did. He did Brock Osweiler things. His receivers didn't help him either. No. He did look more comfortable than he did with us. Uh, he made you know he was he just looked better than he did with us. But I, he has a. He has a history with uh, Adam Gase in Denver. So, I mean, it would make sense that he would be more comfortable in that offense than he would be in Bill O'Brien's. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, the the Texans played a great game. Uh, Let's start with the offenses. We typically do. The uh, offensive line, once again, 
showed up. Now let's keep this in uh, let's lower expectations just a little bit, just because they literally don't have much of a pass rush. And that offensive line is truly going to be tested this week. Um, but yeah, Deshaun only, he only got hit once. I mean, if, if, if there's, I mean, a perfect game is no hits. Uh, next best thing is one hit. And that one hit was all on Deshaun. So yeah, I, uh, offensive line is looking like they're getting it together. It's, it's funny how that works as the season continues and they continue to play together. How, uh, all the players just tend to tend to play better as time goes on. They have that continuity built, but it looks like the offensive line is going to be at least above, uh, maybe not above average, average. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. I mean, the crazy, crazy thing about it is what do you do when Fulton's healthy? Do you pull Mance? He's been he's been a beast. Yeah, he's been a beast. Uh, I mean, I, I would use him like you use Rankins, right? Uh, Rankins subbed in a couple times at guard. Do the same thing with Fulton. Get on these long drives. Get uh, Mance some rest. Get Calamente some rest, and just keep keep trucking. I'm not worried about the interior of the offensive line. I haven't been, I don't think either of us have been worried about the interior of the offensive line all season. It's just been the tackles. The only part of the interior I have had somewhat of an issue with is Nick Martin has just hasn't had the year that we were, or at least I was expecting him to have. I was, I was hoping that he would turn into be a solid starting center for us, but he, he's just hit or miss. I mean, that doesn't get talked about because our tackles get blown up. I mean, he's been solid. He's been pretty he's been much. Average. That's uh, that's solid at this point. I mean, uh, we're like, not. When I think solid. Like when I think solid, I'm like, man, that's a solid player. You know, that's when I like. I'm not going to say that about an average player. But that's all you're really looking for is a guy that's average to above average. You can't have superstars everywhere. And with a center, no, no, no agreed, agreed. With the center, because of all the responsibilities with the line itself and with communication in the line, just solid to above average makes a world of difference. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would agree. I just, I, I, I just, I had higher expectations for Nick Martin. I still, I still don't think that he's all the way back. He's been hurt two years in a row pretty badly. Um, both lower body in- injuries. Um, so I just, I think that he still has a lot of room to growth. Oh yeah. And he hasn't, this, he still hasn't played a full season. So, I mean, absolutely. You're hundred percent correct. It, it's, I didn't expect him to be an all pro. I just, I don't know. I, 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 when you watch the film, you can see certain, certain misassignments on his part. And it's like, okay, come on, dude, like get it together. But uh, whatever. If that's what I'm complaining about, then I guess our offensive line is doing a hell of a job. If I'm harping on the center, awkward pause. Awkward pause. I guess that happens when you don't record in person anymore. I know. Um, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. No. So I mean, the, but the offensive line is looking good. Uh, you know, Kendall Lamb. God, Kendall Lamb is just. He really is 
Kendall Lamb is the reason why I don't think we make a trade at all. <laughs> I really do believe that they have this mentality within NRG that they truly want to develop their own players and they want to put them in positions to play to show their development. And Kendall Lamb is a guy that basically is exactly that. He's been on the team for three years. He had an awful season last year. We were all hoping that he – honestly, John, before we even came into the season, people were saying there's no way he makes the team. Uh, Nobody wanted him on the team. You even had some harsh criticisms considering the way that you are about players, and yet Kendall Lamb is our best tackle. Yeah, I have no idea where that came from. I honestly don't. Yeah, Last year, he looked overmatched. He looked, I don't want to say outsmarted, but he just didn't look like he could process the game quick enough to play tackle, and he just wasn't strong enough. He just, I mean, he looked like a marshmallow out there. <laughs> he was just getting ran over. And all of a sudden this year, it's like something's clicked. He's a little bit more aggressive. He's not getting run over, which is huge. And I mean, he's just looks like a different player. Again, I do think that the Texans really do believe in developing their own guys. We've talked about it with offensive lines. Offensive lines are tricky. You can drop a pro bowler into an offensive line and that pro bowler looks like crap or the offensive line does not improve. Just look at Jacksonville. They spent all that money on Norwell. And they really haven't gotten anything out of it. But then you drop the 50-year-old into the LA Rams. What's his name? Oh, Wentworth. Wentworth. I mean, dude's not 50. He's like 40. But still, and that whole line just gels. With offensive lines, it really is the sum is greater than the parts. And I think the Texans have been trying to develop that internally. I don't know. I agree. I agree. And it's what are working you, what out. What are you doing right. over there, dude? What do you mean? You can, I can hear all sorts of noises. It's like something was like pouring and clicking. Seriously? Yeah. I'm just sitting here. Really? Yeah, I mean, I could I could open up a bag of hot fries and open them up and, and eat them on here. But other than that, no, I'm trying to get comfortable the best of oh. my ability. I'm I don't know sure. what that was. I'm also messing with the mic quite a bit because I'm looking at your sound and it's a lot higher than mine, which is never normal. And I'm not sure why. And it's bothering me. I don't know. But whatever. Either way, it doesn't matter. Um, no, yeah, you're 100% right. The, I'm wondering how much credit we give to Mike Devlin for developing Kendall Lamb in the manner that he has. Uh, to go from an, the outsider's perspective of him not making the team at all to being our best tackle on this team, you know, uh, you have to give Devlin some sort of credit for being able to get Kendall Lamb to where he is currently. And it's been a bright spot. It really has. I mean, we're, we're, we're Davenport is still a work in progress, and we knew that when we drafted him that that was going to be the case. But still, like, 
I expected him to be better than than Kendall Lamb, but that just hasn't been the case. So uh, it, it's 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 nice to know that we have somewhat of a average offensive line currently, at least for these last two games. The Jacksonville game, you know, they have a great pass rush. So for them to only allow what I think it was one sack, right, and like four quarterback hits or something, something like that, it, it wasn't what what we were used to, and. Uh, it's just, it's really nice to see. It's nice to see Deshaun not get destroyed. And with that, uh, I want to touch on Deshaun with kind of what you were saying in the sense that this was the first game where Deshaun really looked comfortable. He really looked like he trusted his leg. He looked he just looked like he was back to normal. He looked like what we were expecting him to be coming into the season. He looked like he was having fun again. Yeah, exactly. No, you're exactly right. He did look like he was having fun. And it's he like, looked like beating the Jaguars took this huge weight off of him. And then going out against the Dolphins. I mean, it's a team that we absolutely should have dominated. And we actually did. I mean, he just he looked comfortable again. He looked like he was having fun again. And it's yeah, that no, I agree. It was that mixture of of aggressiveness without trying to do too much. I think he only threw for like 225 yards, but what five touchdowns. Yeah. Five touchdowns. That's obscene. And Hey, I told you our touchdown rate would return to the mean at some point. I mean, I just didn't think it would be in one game. That was kind of ridiculous. Well, it was awesome. I mean, it looked great. Yeah, yeah, it looked great. It looked exactly how we would want it to look. It looked exactly how we were expecting it to look. Uh, that's what we were wanting. We were wanting that from Deshaun. We were that wanting that from the offense. Now, we'll get into our offense definitely taking a hit. But, uh, I mean, yeah, Deshaun just – this is what we are expecting to see. This is what we want to see. And this is what he gave us. And if the comfort level continues and it continues to be where he's having fun at the level that he had on Thursday night, then I, I think we're we're going to be fine. And we'll get into the Wolf Fuller injury uh, and what, you know, potentially they can do and, and some of the things that are going on uh, at NRG right now. Lots of rumors and things like that. But uh, the offense looked extremely good. But. The reason, another reason why the offense looked extremely good was because Lamar Miller is just a completely different running back these last two weeks than he has ever been for this team. Yeah. No, here's the dirty secret about our, our offense against the, uh, the Dolphins. That was the exact same offense, even a lot of the same play calls as against the Patriots. Like we've actually reverted all the way back to week one except we actually executed. It's amazing what happens when you execute. That makes the coaches look smarter. And it was, it was actually a simpler offense and not too much um, of what were they saying the other, the other week, too much icing on the cake. And it just started with Deshaun executing and a running back actually running the ball effectively. Where on earth did that Lamar Miller come from? These past two weeks, I don't know what's gotten into him. They just need to keep it up. 
but we'll see. I mean, he's Lamar Miller in the past has shown that he can get that he can get really streaky. He'll get two or three games in a in a row where he just lights the world on fire, and then he then he'll you know revert back to to Lamar Miller. Yeah, but he's never had back-to-back 100-yard games Not for, for us. us. He did for the Patriots. Or not the Patriots, uh, the, Dolphins, the Dolphins, I'm sorry. But yeah, but either way, he's done it for us now in back-to-back weeks. And we'll be able to run the ball against Denver. Uh, it, it, that's not going to be the issue. So if we can get the same production out of Lamar Miller moving forward, I expect this offense to continue even with, and Will Fuller, uh, with Will Fuller being out. Um are the touchdowns going to be there from as deep? Most likely not, but I'd still expect this offense to move the ball. And I still expect this offense to be uh, what we've seen in the last two weeks. I am extremely excited about the run game, but more importantly, in my opinion, I am extremely excited about the use of the tight yes. ends. About damn The time. use of the tight ends. This is exactly what we have been needing from that position group. And to be honest, and we've been calling for it for the last four weeks, hey, look, Ryan Griffin does not need to be on the field. If these are our guys moving forward, just put him in, bench Ryan Griffin, make him inactive, whatever it is, and look, there's this sickness going around, right? (laughs) At least that's what it was for the first game. I don't remember what it was this week. I'm sure there was some sort of injury, but – uh, these two young guys need to play. And especially now if with Will Fuller out, we're going to need to see a lot more of these tight ends. Yeah. I mean, that completely changes our offense. The ability to put Aikens on tape as an H-back, Thomas has now shown the ability to catch the ball. And that right there may open up our offense quite a bit on the interior of the field. Um, it's entirely possible to run this, this offense without a scheme breaker, such as Fuller by just kind of operating middle of the field out and between Kiki and the tight ends, we can, but they're all the, the scary part about it is they're all so young. So we could right. easily have a stretch where they're they're probably going to look like world beaters, and then we're going to have a stretch where they kind of disappear. I'm not kidding. This offense is probably about a year away from just setting, possibly setting the world on fire. Like it's just the amount of talent that they have put around Deshaun Watson is actually very impressive. The Type of players fit the type of scheme that Bill O'Brien wants to run. So, I mean, we'll probably continue. I think this year we'll continue to see glimpses of it. I thought we would have to rely a lot on Fuller and Hopkins from an offensive standpoint. And then our defense. Now, I'm not entirely sure what we're going to do. I don't think the season's over, not by any stretch, um, but it's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And and we'll get into the moves, but 
Was that DeAndre catch the best catch that he's That's ever the best catch to ever happen in a football game. Count or not count. I agree. Just, it should have counted. Should have counted. I mean, the reason he pushed off was the dude had his arm wrapped up and he was trying to shake his arm free. Right. That was one of the... Which you I can know. clearly see. It is one of the worst calls to take away that, but it doesn't even matter. I've seen other catches get called off for uh, for pass interference that were not not as impressive as that. He, uh, yeah, that catch was the best catch in a, a, that I've ever seen. Period. Uh, but before we talk about DeAndre, were those refs just like the worst refs and the worst refereeing? I, we've ever seen in a football game. I, honestly, like I, other than the Raider game in Mexico, I cannot think of another game that was truly just horrible, horrible. Every year we're going to have a game like this where, unfortunately, multiple games, the NFL doesn't invest enough into the reps. It's just, it's the truth. It's part of the reason why every offseason I talk about how great it would be to have a developmental league. And part of that is for the refs because they don't even know how to, they don't know what the rules are, it seems. And they don't, well, let me rephrase that. They know how the, what the rules are, but they don't know how to properly interpret them. I mean, Revenge of the Thrumble, that was a fumble, but. Yeah, he was tucking it back well, in. He held it all the way down through the motion. So, I mean, right. that wasn't a throw anymore. That was a fumble. No, that's what I'm saying. He was pulling uh, it back. Yeah, and then the uh, the interference. Yeah, you know, if you think about it, like they this. couldn't eat the uh, make. What was it? Making them all come back out at halftime to knee the ball again, dude. That was awful. This awful. was really one of the worst ref games ever, and it of course it's on prime time. I I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, it's honestly more so than concussions. I think that refereeing. The game is going to ruin it more so. I, I think that should be a bigger threat to the NFL. And once people completely lose faith, and there's been times, there's been times where there's nothing you can do but just be absolutely disgusted with it. And if this game was closer, yeah, you know, it would have been over. You know, if uh, if you only did if you only did your job sixteen times out of three hundred and sixty five days, how could would you? No be joke. And job? look, and the NFL athletes are some of the best athletes in the world. Even the worst athlete out there would be the Kendall. <laughs> Not <Lund>. anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> but I mean, you take the punter out there, and he's gonna he's gonna dominate your local flag football league any position that he wants, like they're all just world-class athletes. So the game speed is so fast and you only get 16 times a year to do this. You're going to screw up. I get that they're fallible. We all get that they're fallible, but some of the mistakes they're making is just, it's just insane. Even in replay, it's not making it better. Granted, it may just be the city of Houston at no, this point. We're just cursed when it comes to replay. But, dude, it's not making it any better. No, it's not. Yeah, it was It was awful. It was awful. But back to DeAndre. DeAndre had a great game. Uh, 
definitely uh, back to uh, who is Xavier Howard, right? Because uh, that guy got torched multiple times. Uh, so I don't know what his point was. Maybe it was just so he can get that play call that he got, but uh, DeAndre made him his bitch all game. Uh, let's talk about Will Fuller's game because he had his best game of the season, hands down. Obviously, he had the best game of the season, and then news comes out that he tore his ACL on a absolute bullshit play, but whatever. Uh, can the Texans – let me ask you this, actually. Are the Texans right now – could the Texans win the Super Bowl? No. As constructed right now without Will Fuller. No. Okay. That's I, a I definitive so. hard no this year. Do I think this team has the potential to grow into a team that could win the Super Bowl? Yes. I mean, sure. honestly, I even agree. with minimal personnel change, like we, we've talked about how much talent is on this team. And I vehemently... D- disagree with anybody that says that the team is not as talented as the greater Houston area thinks. No, I, I they are. <laughs> they really are. I mean, I there are guys that are a lot smarter than me when it comes to football that says that the Texans are just above average with a couple of superstars. And that's exactly my point. They are above average with a couple of superstars and that's all it takes. However, at this point we have, we have a couple of gaping holes and surprisingly it's on, well, not surprisingly, but it's on offense. It is the running back position. I just don't think that Lamar Miller will be consistent enough. Now, if he gets on a hot streak, maybe. And then it's the pass catchers because other than hop, now we've only got rookies left. Yeah, no, I agree. The reason why I asked that question is because we'll get into the trades, but if you're not – right now, if you're not built to win a Super Bowl, then there is no reason to go out and trade for a wide receiver to try to take Will Fuller's spot because even with Will Fuller, I still don't think we're a Super Bowl team. And – if that's the case, then you're not. There's no reason to give up draft capital. No, I agree. I I absolutely agree. You, it's there, there, strange there we didn't even, we didn't talk about this beforehand, but that was exactly my point. Now, if it's a guy that we can go out and grab and yeah, have I him mean, for a couple of years, that I'm all for giving up draft capital. I think that we tend to overvalue draft capital. Sure, but for a, an eight game rental, no. Yeah, no. Now, like if we're talking like fifth, sixth round picks, okay, sure. If you want to go compete and make it to the AFC championship game or whatever it is, then then fine. But anything above a fourth, in my opinion, for a one-year rental is just a no-go. Those, especially considering this will be the first year or the second year that we'll have Brian Gaines, but we'll have him in the building doing all the scouting and all the player evaluation leading up to the draft for a full year. I want to see what he does with these draft picks. 
Now, I say that, and I have been beating on the Pat Pete drum for a long time, but that's a different scenario than trading for a wide receiver for a year. And, and I say that in the sense of there's a lot of talk about Deshaun Jackson. Look, I, I like Deshaun Jackson. I, I, I honestly believe that he could come in, and I think you could get the uh, no, you can't get the exact same uh, same stats and same play that you got from Will Fuller. But it would be pretty close. It would be pretty close. He's not the route runner that Will Fuller is. Uh, and we talk about Will Fuller's route running on this show uh, every week. The reason why he is so good is because he has 4-2 speed with the ability to run all nine routes in a very, very crisp manner. And that's what separates Will Fuller from these fast wide receivers that are around the league, the Mike Wallaces of the world. Uh, but Deshaun Jackson on this team is not going to put this team back where it could have been. And if if there was, if in your mind you thought this team was good enough to win a Super Bowl, this Deshaun Jackson isn't going to help you do it. Pat Pete, on the other hand, you're going to have for potentially another six years playing at a you know top level corner. So there's a difference. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was interesting just because you know obviously there are a lot of rumors around Deshaun Jackson. We're not linked to any of the rumors, by the way, just so everybody knows. Like there has been no no mention of the of the Texans being interested in Deshaun Jackson. There's been no uh we have not been tied to Deshaun Jackson at all. So I don't think that the Texans are out there looking for that. We have been tied to a wide receiver, which we'll get to, but uh I, I just wanted to get your input because I, I didn't know if we would stand if, if we would have the same uh, point, but uh, it looks like we do because it, it just doesn't make sense for us to, well, to do that. So here's, here's um, the counterpoint because I know a lot of people, we've got to give the counterpoint and I kind of thought this over a little bit. If you just make the playoffs, anything can happen. Especially if you make the playoffs with any sort of chance of having any sort of home field, anything can happen. And I guess that's the hope when you go out and you get somebody like Deshaun. Um, is you just make the playoffs and see what happens. But then look at the teams that we would have to play in the playoffs this year. I just, I don't really think this is the year to go for it. Even, even with the chance that we get into the playoffs and we hit an absolute hot streak where we are just playing on both sides of the ball at our absolute best, which I think we've seen probably the top that we will get out of our defense. Maybe not quite with our offense. We just we don't have enough help in the secondary. As much fun as the all the all safety defense has been, that 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 can't last forever. Um, no, yeah. especially in the playoffs. Just not this year. Next year when a good third of our offense is no longer a rookie or a first year player. If we were in a similar situation, I would say push the chips in and go get somebody just not, not this year. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. All right, let's get to the defense. Uh, Cause the defense played another solid game. Our force or our three starting safeties. Cause Andre Hall was inactive. Uh, played an amazing game yet again, and 
Watt was Watt. Uh, Clowney had a quiet game, but was still disruptive based on the film. Uh, and that was really about it. Like the, the defense did its job good enough. Now we were playing Brock Osweiler. So there really wasn't much needed, right? Like we didn't need a ton, but Justin Reed had a hell of a game. I think he was the number one rated safety all week. I think he made like the, whatever the pro football focus team of the week is where they, pick a starting player from each position and make a team out of it. He was, he was the safety that made that. But uh, outside of that, the defense just played a solid game. It's, it's what we come to expect from this team. Uh, JJ continues his hot streak, which is just incredible to see. Uh, We talked about it before the season started. If we can just get uh, 70% of JJ Watt back, you know, we'd be in good shape. And it looks like, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm, correct stating this but i think we're getting the old jj back is that accurate from your i still think we're getting about 90 percent of old jj he he's getting a lot of help now um clowny clowny's getting double triple teamed i mean the amount of pressure that clowny is taking off jj has really really helped jj this is not to take away any this is what what they're supposed to do. This really has. But he JJ's just not quite there yet. He is close and there's flashes, but and it's more just the um the length of time where he can dominate multiple drives in a row. He'll come out with a great play and then disappear. Then a great play and then disappear for a while. It's not that just relentless JJ of the past where he was a defensive player that could actually win you a game, but he's getting there. He's getting closer. Yeah. I mean, he's in defensive player of the year. Yeah. But we, dude, JJ was so good. I mean, just go rewatch some of the old tape of JJ. Sometimes you've just got to, to just really appreciate, appreciate on a different level that he was. I know people try and compare Aaron Donald because he had a PFF score that was close to him. Um, but it's just, no JJ at peak. JJ was just something, just something else. I've never seen anything like it. There's no way to comprehend it. What he was doing. And this is not hyperbole. This is the truth. Go watch the old tape, especially the more that I've learned about football, the more that I go back and rewatch it, what he was doing was just insane. And yes, he was a selfish player, but the amount of times that he could guess right versus how many times he would guess wrong. And yes, he was over aggressive, but still, wow. I'm still wowed by him. And maybe it's because of the injury history and, and what he's been through, but it's it's incredible to watch him uh, play and play out on Sundays, still be pretty close to the disruptive player he was prior to. And uh, it, it's great. And I think you're right. I mean, there, there's definitely room for him to grow, right? But, I mean, we're talking about the seventh game. Or was that the eighth game? Yeah, it was the seventh game. Um he looks, he looks, oh, he, great. Abso- he looks great. And if he, he continues to build off great. that, 
I'm not trying to take arguably what he's done this year is his most impressive season because of what he is coming back from to get back to where he was. He just, he's not there yet. And it's entirely just because of, of the stamina. He just can't do it for an, the length of a game like he could in the past. Not yet. And it, it may still yeah, happen. Because, uh, I mean, it wasn't like he did it every game. But there's a couple of moments. Uh, there was one pass where you're like, J.J., three years ago, snatches that out of the air and takes it back for a pick six. Where, yeah. Yeah. I know what Whereas this about. year, you know, he just knocked it down. Still, it's an amazing play. It's still a better play than most defensive ends can make. But just how otherworldly J.J. was at one time. Yeah, that's fair. No, that's fair. I, uh, I I don't really know what else to talk about on the defense because I think the defense was exact. I mean, BMAC showed up again. Cunningham continues to develop. Uh, Keys looks like he's going to be a player Is for it us. Keys or Where Kai's? do we keep getting these linebackers from? I have no idea. I don't know. I'm going to call him Keys because it sounds doper. I've heard it but, both uh, ways, so I have no idea. How I to say uh, yeah. He, we just keep developing linebackers. So now I'm starting to question, was Mike Vrabel really ever, <laughs> was Mike Vrabel really that, that helpful on the linebackers? Because these linebackers just keep coming out of nowhere and playing well for us. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. Uh, I'll take it. Did you ever finish that Lombardi book? The football genius? No, I couldn't okay. get into he, it. He uh, he gets into a point about how uh, Bill Parcells and Nick Saban kind of coach up defense, and I think that may have honestly hit it. That chapter specifically really hits the uh, the uh, the nail on the head when it comes to why Vrabel struggled as a defensive coordinator. It's hard to teach the. Uh, the red two pattern matching. It's a lot about communication. You keep your calls very, very simple. And Vrabel came in and he's was a great technician in the trench. And he was able to pass a lot of those technical hand fighting skills, but he wasn't able to teach the ability to communicate. Where Rack comes back in and he is teaching the guys to communicate, which is beneficial for all the players, not just the not just the linebackers, not just the secondary, but everybody. And they're that's why you just drop these guys in and they're able to play. It's because they're all able to communicate and they play arguably a simpler defense where they just react quicker and they just go out there and play. No, yeah, uh, and, and it makes sense. I, I I wanted to get into that book. I even actually, I think you're the reason I'm the reason you actually pre-ordered it. But uh, something about the book, I just I couldn't get into it the way. It's I mean, maybe voice. it's his voice. Because uh, even when he's on, yeah, even when he's on podcasts, there's times where I'm like, ah, I know you have a lot of insight, and I know you're extremely smart, but 
man, there's only so it, much it's I can his voice, to. and it's the exact same. He also has that same issue that uh, the Wade Phillips had with his book. It's like, dude, you you can admit you did some things wrong. Everything that you are a part of wasn't necessarily the greatest thing ever, and it was just that he gives that same sort of vibe. Like, look at how great I am. And I mean, Wade Phillips arguably should have the ability to say that a little bit more. And it was still annoying. So with Lombardi between his voice and that, just look at how smart I am. Look at how everything I touch turned to gold. That, that does get annoying, but there's a lot of insights. I mean, he knows parse. I'm sorry. He knows Belichick better than anybody. He knows Nick Saban and that whole thing. He got to work with Al Davis. So there's a, there is a lot of insight in the book. But yeah, there's times where, he, especially the audio book, where he's just he's annoying. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into what I think everybody's wanting to talk about right now, and that's with the trade deadline being tomorrow, it's already been one of the more active trading seasons that the NFL has probably seen. And it looks like based on reports, there's going to be a lot more coming tomorrow. Uh, Golden Tate, Deshaun uh, Jackson, uh, Janoris Jenkins, anybody on the Giants, Kelechi Osmelli, uh, the guard from the Raiders, Bruce Irvin from the Raiders, there's definitely lots of reports right now, and the Texans are linked to one of them, and it is Demarius Thomas from the Denver Broncos, who we happen to be playing next week. Uh, John, what are your thoughts on the Demarius Thomas scenario, and does he come in and help this team the way that we need him to? Now, to be clear, I think everybody knows he's not going to replace Fuller. He's a totally car- Totally different wide receiver, but is that a move that you're hoping no. they make? I, <laughs> okay, no, I, it goes back to what we were saying. Yeah, Demarius Thomas has a couple of years left on his on his contract, but he goes up to like $18 million a season or something ridiculous. He's not that good anymore. And when Fuller comes back, what do you do with him? Uh, you have the best wide receiving core in the league. No, I just, yeah, that's what people would say. Uh, I'm not, I, not me. No. I'm just, you know, because then you'd have Demarius and you'd have Fuller and you'd have Hopkins and then you'd have Kiki and then you'd have the two tight ends. And if you added a running back or if Deontay Foreman came back and was healthy, which he won't be this year, but he will be next year or could be next year. Um, Demarius Thomas gives you another guy that can go up and get the if ball. If we could get him for cheaper, then I'm all for it. But when we were arguing that $5 million was too much for Dez, how is $18 million not too much for Demarius Thomas? I agree with you. I'm just trying to give you both sides. I don't want to trade for Demarius Thomas. Uh, if I'm going to give up any draft capital, I'm, I would trade for Odell Beckham Jr., yeah, I mean, go bigger. Just go bigger. Go home. I would give up. <laughs> I, 
look, he, he's out there, right? He's out there, and there's they, they. Shefty said that everybody on the Giants is available, other than Saquon Barkley. So, look, if if somebody wants to take on that Odell contract and give up a first and maybe what a second, John, first and a third, because of the size of that contract, I'm not even sure it would take that much. Yeah, it might just be a first. That is a massive contract. I would trade a. I would trade a first for for Odell Beckham. <laughs> I would do it today too. I, I really would. This this team with Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, I think that player on this team I think could help us be a at least a Super Bowl contender this year. I think that's the only player on the trade market that could potentially make us a Super Bowl contender, and it's just because with him, Kiki, and and DeAndre, there's just there's nothing. I would there. argue that a fully invested Le'Veon Bell actually would. A fully invested really? Le'Veon Bell. Now, I don't like the size of a contract that it would take to re-sign him, especially as a running back. Yeah, because he turned down like seven. He turned he, down like seven. He turned million, down right? the largest running back contract of all time. Um, I don't know. If, yeah, I don't want more. It, he wanted more guaranteed. I mean, right for the weaknesses that we have on our team. A running back that we could just rely on to consistently move the ball if nothing else is working. They could also be a pass catcher. They could also run routes. Yeah, that single-handedly would put us over the top. That would make our offensive line look better. That would make Deshaun look better. That would make the entire offense look better. Now, the problem is it's a running back and they burn out so quickly. And the other problem is it's Le'Veon Bell, who's already turned down the largest running back contract ever. So how on earth do you resign him? And do you really want to bring that drama into you? You can't. But we could. He would, no, you can't. Not yeah. with the shot. I mean, we up. could probably have him for a second rounder. I actually think that Pittsburgh would trade him. The asking price for Le'Veon Bell is a lot lower than people would be expecting. It's just how you get him to actually play. And if he does play, does he want to play? Yeah. No, I mean, I would like Le'Veon Bell, but I, I would, I, I don't, I'd try to sign him in the, in the off season or something. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade for him just because of the uh, not playing aspect. That, that to me is just, I, I don't want that. Odell has his drama and the way he is and the, I think this locker room is strong enough to be able to take that character and and mold him and teach him how to be a young NFL professional. I, I truly think that. And I think that he would bring – a he, he could replace Will Fuller in a blink of an eye. I mean, he's not as fast, but he's better at everything else. <laughs> he – I mean, he's a solid, solid wide receiver. And if you paired him with DeAndre, this offense would be freakishly nasty. Now, the question would be, would he be okay being number two? Because he still would be number two on this team. Yeah, that could that could cause some issues. Right. He, he is a diva. So I, I don't know if he is okay... Now there's enough balls to go around. I mean, we just saw Will Fuller go off for you know 100 and something yards and a touchdown. So I mean, it can happen, but it's not going to be on a week in, week out basis. So and, and we're not going to trade for Odell Beckham. 
I was just saying that with the people that are out there, I think the one player that could make the impact, in my opinion, um, this season would be Odell Beckham. I think Le'Veon long-term could help, but I don't think he could this year. I just He hasn't played. He hasn't gotten hit. I don't think he can make the impact this year. I think he would make the impact of the future. Is that fair? Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Uh, so Demarius Thomas is the one wide receiver that is linked to us. We are not linked to any other trade rumors, at least that I saw. John, did you see any other trade rumors that were linked no, to? And I still have a hard time believing that we're even linked to Demarius Thomas. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. So, I mean, Albright's got a history of just being wrong and he's, a, he's, yeah. And he's a huge homer for the Broncos anyways. So it's almost like he's trying to create something. I uh, he's trying to drop the uh, yeah. raise the price of him for We're the just, Patriots. I just don't see us making a move. I I, I really I really I, okay. would like so us to, but we're just, we're not going to. What move would you like them to do? If you in in a perfect world. The trade deadline's tomorrow. You're working with an extra second round pick. And I think we have another pick somewhere else too. I don't I don't maybe not. Uh, but if if in a perfect world you could add a player at the trade deadline, who would it be and what would the price be? Oh man. I don't even I don't know. I I honestly don't. And that's kind of the problem with it. It's like it's what players that are out there that are available would drop in and fit the offense. I like Golden Tate. I think his ability to play both inside and outside. Well, not just um, offense. If Pat Pete was actually yeah. up, up to be traded, but it sounds like he's not. Um, I mean, any available cornerback, I mean, the, none of them are. Is, there's a reason why they would be available for trade. Uh, well, yeah. there's some reasons, right? I think Janoris Jenkins would that's be a That's actually I was target. about to say. Um, he's probably the best that's out there and available. But, I mean, what would it take to get Janoris? I don't... You think? Third. Yeah. It's they, a fire sale. Right. I mean, it may do. not even take a third to get them. You could probably get them for a fifth or a sixth. Or if, let's say a fourth. Let's meet in the middle. Is a fourth round pick worth you know what his contract's Jenkins? like? Uh, it's up there. It's not up there in the sense of like uh, AJ Bouye. I think it's like 12 to 13 years. million a year, which is what you're going to pay for, I think, for another two or three. Um, he just signed with them, what, two two seasons ago? I think it was a five-year contract uh, when they were playing. When he when they had the decent defense and Eli was just okay for uh, Ben McAdoo's first season. Um, and he had that play on Dez in the playoffs, knocking the ball out of his hands. It was, but, I um, know it was sign year. It was five years when he signed it for $62 million. What, how, how does that math work down? Okay. Um, but you don't know when. Um, that's... About 12 a year, 11, 11, five a year. He's already 30. We're going to just say that it's 12, five a year. So 
and you'd probably get three or four years until out of 2020, him. Until 2020, so until he's 33. So he would be... Still younger than Jonathan Joseph. I would trade a fourth for him. I mean, inserted into the lineup, he's automatically your best corner, even over Jonathan Joseph. Yeah, he probably would be. So I would say that that would be a good deal. I, I have changed my stance on Pat Pete. I would give up a first-round pick for Pat Pete. Yeah, I would too, actually. Yeah, I'd give up a first-round pick for Pat Pete. If, 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 if he is asking for a trade, then there needs to be an incentive for them to trade him. And if that's the case, then a first-round pick for Pat Pete and then him signing another four-year extension on top of his current deal, uh, I'm all for it. But I mean, at this point... Honestly, we're, All for we're not going to make a trade. I just... No, we're not. I agree with you. But let me ask you this one question before we move on. Jay Glazer has said that teams are calling about your boy, number 90, Jadavion Clowney. He also... Are the tech... Are the Texans? No, he did he, not say anything else. No, he didn't. He, he just said that they were calling. He, he didn't say anything else. I watched the whole thing. They were pretty thing. much hanging up on him. I'm sure people are trying to call for him. He's on the last. They're on the last. He's on the last year of his uh, contract. They are not trading Jadavian Kellum. They're not. It's not happening. It's not I'm just, happening. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not saying. I'm not saying they are. I'm just just wanted to get your 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 opinion on it. If if they're entertaining the the thoughts, like if you woke up tomorrow and Jadavian Clowney was traded, what would you no. say? <laughs> I would say no. You'd say no. <laughs> and go and roll over and go back to bed and throw, throw your phone up against the wall so you Probably. can never check it again. <laughs> Probably, it, yeah, it's not. Uh, I agree, it's not. I'm just it, it, the reports are out there that teams are calling. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it'll happen. I just find it so interesting that teams to, are calling. Um, this guy with Houston preeminence. No, oh yeah, Jason it's Braddock. one of his his riders, Douglas Flores. That the uh, oh, Broncos yeah, yeah. are looking for a fourth or a fifth for Demarius Thomas. Okay, I would do that. That I would do. I would. I would do a fourth or a fifth. I would do a fourth. I, I, I don't really see a difference in, in another in, in those later rounds in that sense. Like if we can keep if we can trade a fourth and still have our first and our two seconds and our third round, uh, we'll be able to address everything that we need to address in the offseason. We're still going to have plenty of money in cap to be able to do what we want to do. Lock up Matthews, lock up Reader, lock up Clowney and still sign a, a good to great uh, free agent, whether it be a tackle or a corner or whatever it would be. I would trade a fourth round pick for Demarius Thomas. If that's the asking price, I'm all for it. Anything above that, I don't want to do. Because it does, like, I, I, I like Demarius Thomas. I actually think that he's a better wide receiver than people think. I think he's been in a real shit offense. And I don't think he's hop level, but I think he's that next tier of wide receivers. The A.J. Greens, the Demarius Thomases, 
the Jarvis Landrys. And I think that Demarius Thomas could help this team for the remainder of the season and possibly even next season. I don't know. Will Fuller tore his ACL just three days ago. Um, you know, so I, there's a chance he's back, but do you really want to rush him? I, I wouldn't mind having another dependable guy for Deshaun to throw to for a fourth round pick. I just don't like that contract. Yeah, but you, you're the one that's like, if you yeah. can't spend money, spend money. I would take Demarius. That's, I just don't know what Demarius Thomas still has left in the tank. Which, I know. There's that's, no way for us to know because that that's, offense has that's been the hot problem. garbage. Now, Emmanuel Sanders. Yes. I would do right now. I would too. I would do right now. And, and I would potentially do it for a third round pick. Uh, he, he he is somebody that could easily come into this team and immediately make an impact. Now he's on the older side, if I remember correctly. I think he's a little bit older than than Demarius. Am, am I, I right? Was I think he's younger, like a year older. He's twenty nine. Oh, is he okay? Either way, I would take Emmanuel Sanders, but I don't think they want to move him because that's Case's favorite target. Yeah, I mean, I agree they don't want to move him, but of the two, he's the one that I would take. He's cheaper, and he has still shown the ability to play this year. I just, Demarius just doesn't look good this year. Now, is it because of Case? I don't know, but he just does not look good. Look, Case does not. Did you not. see the uh, the new drama? Oh, yeah. He Bill says he does not recall today. that conversation. He goes, I don't recall it. He said he put that in his book? Yeah. Well, I don't remember that. But I, I know for a fact the way he said that, the way he said it, I was like, you fucking bastard. You told Case Keenum he was that, didn't you? Didn't you, Bill? I mean, I at, know you did. At the time. He did. He told him. Case is a Christian well, boy. He's not going to lie. At the time. Yeah. And yeah. He was. And he was. And look what Pat Shermer did. Because, <laughs> I mean, honestly, before Case ever, I mean, how many chances has Case had leading up to Minnesota? I love Case, but I can I could totally see the conversation as Bill O'Brien saying that he does not foresee him as being anything more than a third string quarterback for the Texans, and Case taking that as a third string quarterback in the entire NFL. The Texans are known for being brutally honest. They told that Andre Johnson that he Yep. Specifically that he does not foresee him catching how many passes? 40 passes. More than 40. And he was right with, 40 passes. with Andre. So he was wrong with Case. But at the same time, last year, the receivers that Case had with the Vikings were just unreal. Um, look at what they're doing with Kirk Cousins. They're, they've stepped it up even another level. And yeah. I mean, I love Case. And I think that he's probably the best backup quarterback in the league. But he shouldn't be a starter. And that's actually a kind of a credit to Case for how hard he's worked. But go back and rewatch those games. Sure. I mean, there was times where it was fun, but just go rewatch a Case Keenum game when he was with the Texans. We we knew back then that he wasn't the answer. We were hoping that he would get better. Again, he's a Houston boy. We we want him to get better. We want but him to if you watch it. Right. You could definitely see why he kept getting cut and why he got 
got called out of a uh, a deer stand to come start two games for us at the end of the year. It's the greatest story ever. And Bill wasn't the Bill wasn't the only person wrong yeah. on case, and that's. I mean, he's he's still kind of debatable whether or not he was really wrong. I mean, the Broncos don't look great. Now, if he goes out and he sets us on fire next weekend, then I will write Case an apology letter. Again, I want him to be good. I, we talked about it last year. We want him to be good. But he's just he's just fearless. Yeah. That's really all he is. He'll throw the ball... When you give him two good receivers, he's going to throw the ball and he's going to let him catch it. And, yeah. You love your fearless quarterbacks. That's true. I mean, that's part of the position. They got to throw the ball. All right, let's uh... – no, they do. They do. All right, well, let's look at let's look at the teams in the division. Are there any moves that you expect uh, other teams in the division to make? I honestly have no no clue. Last year when the Eagles were super super aggressive, that took the whole world by storm. At this point, I'm more amazed at the Browns firing their whole coaching staff. Not amazed, it was overdue, but I never saw that coming in, in an NFL season. So yeah. This I mean, early. The good thing about the NFL now is it has become less predictable we there has been enough influx of outsiders into it that they're kind of doing different things will it surprise me if one of the other teams makes the move no but the move but yes at the same time because i have no idea what they do i know i would have no idea what they'd go after the titans do the jags trade for Derek carr please can we can we send them one of our draft wow. picks for them to go get Derek Carr? Because that'll just be the Blake Bortles. That'll be Blake Bortles continuing. Okay. No, he's better than Blake, bro. Yeah, just a little bit better. So he, that's why they'll keep it going. <laughs> that's all they need. That's all they need is a little bit better. I would be I would be more afraid if they don't, went out and don't. got Bridgewater. Yeah. Well, they're not so. going to get Bridgewater. Saints aren't giving up Bridgewater. They were very, very smart to trade for him as early as they did because there would be teams right now lining up to, and they would overpay. Uh, now, maybe they do. Maybe they do. I don't know. I, well, I don't see a, them trading him, but I, I, he's I think only on I a think actually, contract, so. Yeah, but Breeze has only got, I think, this year and next before he retires, so I'm sure they'll sign him to a, somewhat of a, a deal to keep him happy for another year and I don't know. We'll see. Maybe you're right. Maybe they don't. Maybe they do trade him. Then I, I'm not sure. I think that they'll trade for Tyrod Taylor. That's that's what I'm expecting. We could. I expect them to get a new quarterback tomorrow. That would be something. I I I don't see it. They have but to. That would be something. They I I don't know. I just don't see what else they can do. I mean, they're going to lose. Doug's going to lose that. I mean, he's already on the fringe of losing that locker room, as we can see. If and, and then add to that what happened in London and everything else, this team is very close to being blown up in, from the inside 
No, he's not on the out. verge of losing that locker room. He has. It's whether or not he. It's whether or not he can get it well, back together. If, I mean, they built. They built. They built that team on big can. personalities, and those big personalities are revolting right now because they're not winning. Would you trade a number one for Jalen Ramsey? Yes. Would you trade a number one and a two for Jalen Ramsey? Yes. I mean, he, I'm just he's wondering. pretty good. Uh, Granted, I, I'm, I'm coming back. No, he's pretty good. Coming back over to, um, to Brett Coleman's way of thinking where if you have really strong safeties, you don't have to have strong corners. I am beginning to come around to that. You never notice it, but when you do, it makes the corners look better. Interesting. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, they're, they're on the backside, right? Like, yeah, it totally makes sense, but I still would prefer to have good safeties and good corners. Yeah, I would too, because then you turn but, then uh, you turn into that Legion <laughs> of Boom situation where you get the two best yeah. safeties and one of the best corners in the league. Yeah, it makes everybody look better then. So I expect I expect the Jags to make a trade, and I expect the Colts to make a trade. I expect the Colts to land another wide receiver. If the Colts got another wide receiver, then that that'd be scary. I think they they're may be the second team. best team in the division right now. I think they are the second best team in the division, and, and they're, they're a lot closer to us than I'd like to admit. No, they are. I, I and the biggest problem is they have a run game now too. They are um, – they're scary. And Andrew Luck looks back to normal. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they start to – I mean, I mentioned it I think two weeks ago. I wouldn't be surprised if they give us a run for our money in the division. I, if that, I mean, if our hole wasn't too deep, their hole isn't too deep. Right. You're exactly right. And when you have a quarterback like that, you can do a lot of things. A lot. And and th- yesterday they won with T.Y. Hilton only catching one pass. Just so everybody understands. This is a complete offense that is starting to take form. And it's not good. It's not good. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they're gonna. I think they'll land another wide receiver. I, I think they realize they need one. And uh, well, I think that they didn't. I hope not. They didn't think that they would be able to compete this year at all. The division's the bad. Division so bad. Frank Reich knows how to call an offense, put an offense together, and Andrew Luck is pretty ridiculous. Andrew Luck's freaking amazing, dude. I, I hate saying that about him, but he's before he got hurt, dude, he was so fun to watch. And I watched the whole game uh, this morning. He looks so good. He looks so good. He's so fun to watch. It's awful. <laughs> it's awful. Cause I hate that team so much, but I love that kid. I just want to see him succeed. It, it really sucks. Um, I don't expect the Titans to do anything. I think they're just a, 
fucking shit show. And I'm so happy about it. So happy the Titans and Jags, the offseason darlings, are just pure shit. Makes me happy. I hate those teams. I think I hate those teams more than I hate the Colts. And I think it's because the Colts have sucked so badly the last three years. But I hate the Jags. and I hate Oh, don't worry. It'll come back around. I know. I know. In about a year. I could, maybe by the end I of the still, season. I still want not. the Titans to be our um, number one rival, not the Colts. Granted, that's... That's just because yeah, of the I mean, Houston Just thing. walk around. I, I've been to their stadium too often. It just just walking around it. It's just like this. This this is wrong. This is just wrong. But were you? Yes, I was. I remember the uh, the Frank Reich game way too well. I remember um, the uh, the governor the, the governor lady uh, named the bridge after. Her. Why am I blanking on her name right now? I'm horrible at names, y'all. Forgive me. I remember her. I'm sorry, Amy Adams. No, the the Amy governor. Adams. She was so happy about te- having it all. Te- oh, I don't know. A, the Oilers like. were supposed to be really good, and of course, the Cowboys already were good. So we were supposed to have a, an all Texas Super Bowl, and then the Bills blew, or the Bills did not come back. Yeah, I remember that. I was a little kid, but I remember that, and I remember asking my dad why the uh, Oilers had to move to Tennessee and not really understanding it. So those are the things that I kind of remember. And yeah, I am old. I was in Cali at that time. And, I don't remember yeah. that. But uh, look, luckily for me, I moved when we uh, first year we got a team. So I'll take the Texans and I'm not really worried too much about the Oilers tradition. I just love their colors. Um, no, it was weird. I got to go see the first ever right, Tennessee Titans game. They played the Carolina Path- Panthers at the Clemson Stadium. Uh, Cl- Memorial Stadium? I don't know. Whatever the hell. Death Valley. Whatever that hell hole's name is. Um, Yeah. I'm old. What do you want me to say? (laughs) Interesting. You are old. You are old. I'm old too. It's okay. All right. So firm stance. There's not one move that's going to be made by the Texans tomorrow. Yes, you are accurate. accurate? There's not going to be a move made. My bold prediction is the same. We may make like a small move, like one that nobody cares about, but I don't expect us to. We won't be major players. We could be, but we won't be. And uh, I'm totally fine with that. I want to see what Sammy Coates can do. I want to see what Vincent Smith can do. Uh, I really want to see what Isaac Whitney can do, but I don't think we will. Um, But yeah, no, I think we stand pat. I think we just keep moving. If we can get Kiki back, I think we'll be able to take some of the pressure off of DeAndre. And I expect a heavy, 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 heavy tight ends. But that's that's what I expect moving forward in a solid run game. I agree with you. I just hope I'm more worried about our run game. I want Lamar Miller to, to stay good. I just, you know, I hope, I hope. As I still, I just, I think he's a better as a change of pace back not carrying the load like he has been. Well, it's working right now, John, and that's all we need. So don't I'm curse trying not Lamar to. I, I'm just trying. I'm just. You've hated I'm Lamar Miller since he got him. here. Just come out with it. Just I don't say I him. hate Lamar Miller. I just do not hate him. I just you think he's him. using correctly. And I'm not the only person that believes that. <laughs> You are. 
You're the only person in the world that thinks that. Everybody else thinks Lamar Miller I, is a he saint. He may be a saint. Doesn't mean we use him correctly. <laughs> we don't use him. Well, we have been using him correctly. Um, but, yeah, whatever. Um, we spent too much time on Lamar Miller. I don't want to spend more time on Lamar Miller. He's still kind of boring. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. John, we, uh, I'm dropping a bomb no, on you. Real? We have a guest next week. Yeah. Uh, we actually are going to have a listener come on. Uh, very, very insightful gentleman. Uh, very, very good at he, he. He's he's one of the more articulate um, Texans fans that I've met. Uh, very, very uh, strong opinions, but very smart, strong opinions. He doesn't overreact, and uh, I'm super excited to have him on. So we're going to have him on next week. And then I've been reaching out to Brett because we actually Brett Coleman because we had an agreement to have an interview uh, last year, and then uh, he got busy and we got busy, and, and things just didn't happen. So I reached back out to him today. I'll continue to reach back out to him. So, um, but yeah, next week we're gonna have a uh, listener on at the end of the show to talk Texans. So that'll be fun. We maybe we'll have him on for the whole episode. I don't know. Maybe I'll put together a full agenda and. We'll have three of us. That could be that could an be actual an interesting show sheet? dynamic. We I don't used, know. We used we used to have yeah, that. like an actual show those? sheet. No, I do remember those. We had one last week, and it was a much better formatted show than this week. So, probably should get back to uh, to putting those together. I just I, I actually worked hard today, hey, so I, I didn't do it. But well, it's it's um, us trying to get the uh, podcast out sooner. If we go back to releasing it on Thursday, we could go back to having a show sheet and us watching the all all 22 but more people listen to it when we release it on tuesdays so i don't know what y'all want from us i want to have more people listen to our podcast because this is why we started the podcast right we started it because this is something that we love and this is what we want to talk about and this gives us an hour and a half away from the wives to just man out and geek out over a team that we truly are passionate about and love doing. And that's, that's what we do. So that's, that's why we created this. So I want to have as many listeners as possible. And I don't ever want to get rich off of this podcast. That's that's my plan. However, we are going to go to the, uh, the Austin watch party this week. The one at Maggie Mays. That is correct. Yes. Yeah. John dropping bombs. Yo, that's right. We actually get a couple hours away from from the yeah. From the if you guys are going week. to Maggie Mays, yeah, yeah. If you guys are going to Maggie Mays this weekend to watch the game, by the way, John, it's not a twelve I, I o'clock kick; it's a three o'clock kick. Um, but it's a yeah, three o five. We're going to be at downtown at Maggie Mays on Sixth Street. If you guys are there, uh, hit us up on Twitter or Instagram and let us know so we can uh, link up and say hi. And uh, hopefully, we will see a couple of you there. Uh, but yeah, that'll be fun. It's, it'll be the first time I've been out there in, uh, since we've drafted the last time I was out there was the clowny game, uh, or the clowny game. I hate to say it like that, but it's so true. The, the Raiders playoff game, but, um, that, that was the clowny game, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I haven't been since. So I, I typically don't like watching games in that fashion, but, uh, I think this, this will be a fun nice. game to watch. Uh, I used to with go a bunch of people, so. every weekend until the Patriots Thursday night game with Brock. Uh, and then at that point, my wife was yeah. pregnant. And after that, she was a little too pregnant. 
and we stopped going. And it, of course, it's Maggie Mae, so she was pregnant and still getting hit on, which was, you know, but I, hey. I guess some guys are just into that. I'm not, I'm not really sure, but yeah, it's a good time no, there. It, it's, it's fun. always I been like fun. And apparently they've remodeled yeah, it. So time. I'm excited to go again. It's the first time going as a, as a dad, but I mean, that doesn't really make a difference. I'm just excited to get back out there. Well, yeah, we're going, we're going, it's a man day. I mean, you got to have a man day every once in a while. Yeah. Right. No, is it just me? No man day. Your awkward pauses are making it extremely hard for me here, John. I, I, sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're... <laughs> All right. That's the perfect way to end this podcast. Anyways, if you guys are at Maggie Mays on Sunday, hit us up. We'd love to say hi. Uh, and hopefully we'll see you there. You can find us literally on every single podcast platform that is out there now. But I mean it, everyone. Pocket Cast. Yes, we are there. Spotify. Absolutely. Drive those Spotify uh, listens up because I really want to see if this helps us at all with being on Spotify because I'm paying a lot more for this new hosting service than I was before. And I hope it works out that you guys can all get these listens. So uh, just Google Texans Unfiltered Podcast. You'll find us everywhere. Or if you're in the app, type in Texans Unfiltered. We will be right there. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Houston FB Pod. Uh, John runs the Twitter account. Occasionally I'll go in there and retweet some of my tweets or like some of my tweets that I tweet out so I can look like I'm getting a couple, a little bit of attention and feel better for myself. But uh, I run the Instagram account. Um, and yeah, you guys can reach us there. Uh, you can go to our patron page, patreon.com backslash Texans Unfiltered. If there's anything that you want to do there, feel free to. And with that being said, this is Young Ari Gold signing off for Texans Unfiltered. We will catch you guys next week.